I just saw the ball, the ball just just taking his time. I was yelling, roll, 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 roll. <laughs> and then, then it finally decides to go across the goal line. I mean, my, my, my God, if it took any longer, I was thinking I'd be trying to get a burger over at a championship stadium or, or San Diego and whatnot. <laughs> Sacramento soccer fans, my name is Luis, and welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. Playoff edition, we are moving on to the Western Conference final, and it has been quite some time since we've been able to say that, so quite the year for the guys. It's not over yet. We got a Western final, and should we advance, we got a USL Cup final in Sacramento as well, if if that does happen. But let me go ahead and introduce uh, our squad today, but as usual, we like to introduce our uh, special guests here and we have a returning special guest, Jorge Gutierrez. How's it going, Jorge? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Doing really well. Thank you for the invite. It was a pleasure to be part of this amazing group. Great talent, by the way. Yeah, th- thank you. Hey, last time we had you on, we know that you're a big fan of Keiko, and uh, he seems to be scoring after <laughs> you're on the podcast. So hopefully next Saturday he, he's scoring there. So I, I, got my, I got my phone ready here so I can call him whenever. <laughs> Oh, nice. you mean like bring him on kind of calling kind of a thing or just tell him he needs to score kind of thing? Uh, maybe we can prep this for the next one. That would be awesome. But, yeah. yeah, we'll make it happen. You know, this soccer is going, so. <laughs> <laughs> After he scores a goal against Phoenix, yeah. That would, that would be great. Yeah, it's a preview. <laughs> Um, I don't care what happens, if, as long as he does like uh, assists, uh, he does his little spin turns, you know, and he shakes guys out of their boots. He's got such a low center of gravity, but we'll talk about that here, here in a minute. Jorge, it's so awesome to have you back on on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, as you guys heard, we got Sharon here on the line. How's it going, Sharon? Everything is good. Phoenix. God, that was so hard to say. Phoenix. I want to say one word in front of them, but... I have a friend who's from Avondale who's also on this podcast, and he took a little <laughs> Phoenix. All right, Luis, I just gave it to you. I just gave it to you. You know, had you not done that, Sharon, I was actually going to put oh. a beep in a place where there was no beep needed. But <laughs> I get, you, you gave me a reason, and I'll actually put one. So there you go. The only, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. But not even not even two minutes in, and she's already <laughs> dropping f bombs. Well, you live in Avondale, so I felt safe and secure by saying that about Phoenix, even though, you know, you, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, to make a long story short, the Jets were doing good, right, today? Oh, we won in overtime, so it's definitely a good day. And and as far as the Phoenix thing, I literally live down McDowell Road from Phoenix, so. I've never seen it, so I have no clue. So to me, you're like 500 miles away because you're right next to me you're in the corner box and i can't smack you right now because you're, you're too far away you're down in the corner box that's okay Luis. you don't have to switch him i'll i'll catch up with him later yeah more likely yeah <laughs> all right all right and jared how are you doing you're doing great jets are yeah so all of those sorts of things are are good you have a good meme keep going uh. Well, I mean, I, I've already got, gotten a, a new story uh, posted on my in- Instagram, thanks to a picture off of Reddit, and that does it quite a bit close to home, being a Republic FC fan in the desert. So 
it's on my Instagram at Port Power AZ if you want to check it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I ca- cannot wait for this Saturday. It's one that we wanted, right? I know a lot of us were like, don't give us OC. We know OC. <laughs> we know how it went when they came down to Sacramento just a few months ago. So uh, there you go. We, we got the game and Phoenix is no easy team. They've had literally quite the rising, <laughs> right? Since the beginning to mid season where they weren't doing as great, right? And now it looks like they're going upwards and all that, but it's up to us to make sure that we stop their little California winning streak, right? Because they, they've been doing really well going up uh, up the highway, but we can't let them take over the north. They took over the south, but it stops there. <laughs> yeah, because Northern California is just different. We're just different up here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were first place, right? So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> And we're not southern. We're not southern California. We we don't we don't get wimpy or wet in the boots. You know, where we go after it. Yeah. All right, Sharon. We'll go ahead and just introduce us to Golos of Gratitude, please. And now, one of my favorite segments, Golosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. Yeah, so jumping in, um, I just want to thank all my friends. You know, these past couple weeks have been kind of weird and all up and down, and for me, a little over the map, you know, managing a few things. And, you know, friends came and my sister came to the rescue, you know, little things start getting under your skin and learning to let things kind of go and not get so weird about it cookie gate um and just kind of moving on everything has i just want to really appreciate all my friends for understanding and then also for sac republic freaking three goals i mean who does that in playoffs i mean literally we just kind of pinned them down and held them down and man can't say thank you enough to our squad and the coach who man he got he, oh. so those are my galazas of gratitude there's a thousand more right behind it but those are the key ones and it's just been a um, just an amazing run i love my friends jorge what you got oh i got quite a special one i want to give a shout out to i mean thank you as well as i was telling you i've been coaching my son's uh soccer team uh 2015, you know, under under nine, under eight. So I want to give a shout out to all the parents, you know, that are helping, you know, to to carry the team. Uh, I know we're not getting the results that obviously, you know, every parent wants, you know, but the team is coming long way from where we were last year. So a big shout out to all of them, you know, for taking them to the last two tournaments. Like I said, we have back to back weekends, and it's like I say, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it, you know, especially being an assistant coach. But yeah, shout out to all those parents, you know, from the Blackhawks uh, Elgrove Grove Soccer Team um, 2015. So yeah, thank you so much. And hopefully, you know, we can keep supporting the boys, you know, for, for a, a good career in soccer, you know, if, for those the ones that want to do it. Uh, but yeah, thank you to the parents. You know, there are too many of them, so I'm sure they, they some of them listen to the podcast. So I'm sure they're going to be sharing this uh, podcast for sure. And thank you to you guys. Thanks for the invite again. It was a pleasure. All right, I guess that, that leaves me with next. Uh, well, first, first of all, thank you again, Jorge, for for uh, joining us. And uh, I know it's been a while, but you know it's great to have you here. Can't wait to hear some of the insights uh, from 
this past uh, Friday's match and then looking into tomorrow, uh, this uh, coming Saturday's match against uh, Phoenix. So I know this is going to be a great episode uh, with that. So definitely uh, appreciate you coming here. I also want to give uh, glasses of gratitude to Detroit City FC, given the fact that uh, since we you know did them a solid by getting them into the playoffs, they, they showed the love back by taking Pittsburgh uh, out. So now that means we've got overall ho- hosting ability. So the only way that that we don't host is if for some reason, if we fall short, but to not saying that's going to happen, but nonetheless, thank you very much, Detroit. We'll be sure to send the gym boys orders here in, in a week or so. So definitely look out, look out for that. And then, then also, you know, to, to, to all of our listeners, you know, listening in for during a regular season, listening in, uh, preparing for the playoffs. I mean, w- without you, there is no us. So thank you once again for tuning in, for submitting questions. You know, we, we still look forward to ha- having more questions sent in to us on sacksoccerpod.com. Leave a voicemail. And of course, also big, big glasses of gratitude to the club for hammering down against the defending champion, Uncle Ruckus FC, showing no remorse just by knocking goals in left and right and I guess maybe giving them a charity goal just to make them feel a little bit better before they fly back to Texas. <laughs> Those are the big ones I've got here. How about you, Luis? All right. I have a few here. I'll try to do it as quick as I'm able to. First one goes out to my girlfriend, Alicia, for going to another game with me and last game that we had in playoffs was her first game. So as uh, Sharon likes to call her, she's definitely our uh, lucky charm. And she's going to be going to Saturday's game with myself. So uh, hopefully that continues on and we move on. And, you know, she goes to the next game and we get it all. Uh, did we you, get the two did you guys, wait, wait, wait. Did everybody hear that? Who's listening to the podcast? Luis officially has a girlfriend. We are so happy for you, Luis, that you just light up when you guys are together. So way to go. But everybody heard the word girlfriend in there. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy and looking forward to our amazing future together. Well, next one goes out to you, Sharon, for actually doing me the favor. Super last minute. I should have said it way before. But but thank you for getting those scarves for me so that way I didn't have to wait in line because the lines were pretty big. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to waste that much time <laughs> in line. So thank you for uh, doing that for me and, and letting us wear those scarves. And I don't know if you saw the picture, Sharon. We've been wearing those scarves for a few places now. I yesterday went to a few spots in Sacramento and, you know, it's really great if you guys don't already, which I'm sure everyone does, right? You wear your Sac Republic gear everywhere you go and all that. Keep wearing it because it's so awesome to hear people all throughout the Sacramento area just like acknowledge the team and especially being in playoffs right now. I mean, everyone, it's just the hype right now. Just like when Kings were in playoffs, everyone was talking Kings. So uh, embrace it now and just wear it outside of the games as well. Also, one shout out to everyone who went to our post dinner, which thank you, Sharon, for uh, coordinating that with everyone. And, you know, we had a few people show up and that was really awesome to be able to catch up. And it looks like no one else goes to Rock and Brew and the team should be promoting more of that because as much as we enjoyed having that more like almost private space (laughs) to ourselves there for that last like 45 minutes, it would be nice to see more fans actually be there, especially on a Friday night. I mean, it's it's right there and. Calixpo grounds pretty much. So you guys get a chance to go. go. But we needed the players to be there too. Nobody knew that the players don't go there anymore, or at least not in postseason. 
So that was kind of a sad thing. They didn't tell us where to go to hang out with the with the squad. So that was kind of like, Meh. but it was great. I agree with you, Luis. Keep going on your glasses of gratitude. And I hope if there's a championship, they announce where the celebration will be at on the same night. I'm just saying, right? If they're going to a restaurant, just just say it already. <laughs> so there you go. If anyone's listening from the team, we want to know where that spot's going to be at, please. And then one last one, of course, again, to Jorge for being back here on the show. It's always great to be able to hear your insights on the game. And, and this game's got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about this game. Oof, just like Sharon mentioned it, right? Who would have expected? We certainly did when we look back at our podcast winner dinner, which we'll take a look at here shortly. 3-1, it could have been 3-0. We were nice enough to be like, you know what, San Antonio, we'll gift you a goal. You know, we'll we'll let you get a goal and <laughs> and do what I dub as the saddest celebration from an away squad in the history of Hell Park. I've never seen anything more sadder than that, right? I mean, I've seen other teams score and get their consolation goal and at least have a sort of like mini celebratory thing, right? Or they just they just kept going as if nothing had happened, right? <laughs> as if the ball had been out of bounds or something, but. It was interesting because they were broken. We had broken them. You know, there was so there, every time a certain person touched the ball, you know, the boos were from the stands. They knew how much of a rivalry this was. And they were, they literally, they, they seemed like they were broken. And if anybody from that squad is listening, you know, I know Shannon Gomez is able to hold his head high, but we realized that I think we kind of broke them. So that's why it was like, that one goal didn't even feel like a goal to them. It was like, oh yeah, well, we're already, you know, pretty much the game is over and whatever. Cause it was so late in the game and they knew that they weren't going to make it back. It was, you know, it was just kind of, it was sad. You're right. It was the saddest goal. It, there was no goal celebration. They just literally just like, let's get the frick out of here. Can we please get on the team bus, skip the showers. We've had teams do that. San Jose earthquakes. I think there was when we beat them on, on our home turf, a couple us open cups before, they left. They didn't even stick around for their food that was delivered. They just got on the bus and left. That's a little disrespectful, too. It's like, come on. Yeah. Just stick around for the food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's already ordered for you. So we uh, ate it. Oddly enough, the earthquake stayed there longer than the Ultras 1906 for, for one match because <laughs> they got kicked out uh, after the 10th minute. So maybe they were following suit. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about what this game brought to us right especially on the stats side when we take a look at shots it was pretty even right just as expected 14 shots on our side 13 shots san antonio side but we had nine on target right nine out of 14 numbers are looking pretty good right we can think back to a few weeks back where the ratio shots on target to shots wasn't as good as what we're seeing here possession we were leading the way with that too uh, as well as uh, with uh, passes pass accuracy we even had less fouls too, surprisingly too. But how crazy was this, right? 20 fouls on our side, 22 fouls in San Antonio's side. Now, granted, some of them were a little bit like picky, right? On Elvis, the referee's uh, side. Still, that that shows what kind of a game this was. In fact, a little brawl broke out just briefly right there in, towards the end of the second half, which it was to be expected, right? Every time that they come and play in Hartwell Park, there's got to be a little brawl. Luckily, it wasn't anything major, but I'm just saying. It always has to happen, whether they win or yeah. lose. I want to hear what Jorge thinks about, you know, the the number of fouls that were called and how some of them were like non-fouls, but, you know, San Antonio just fell. 
you know, what's the buzz that you're hearing, Jorge? Well, I mean, at the beginning, right off the bat, you know, we knew it was going to be a, a top fight, you know, in San Antonio. Out of all the teams, and I actually had the opportunity to talk to Keiko about probably previous game, and they they were coming in as this is our final. This is kind of like the final game, you know, like we have to win. Obviously, you have to win it, right? But the mind, the right set of mind, you know, this is the final. We know they're not going to take anything for granted. They're going to fight every single ball, and they're going to try every single foul they can, you know? So, wrap that, you know, up the game, you know, yeah, there was a lot of missed calls or calls, you know? But I thought it was even so-so, you know, in the first half. The first half was really interesting. It was very exciting. It couldn't go either way. And I got it, like I said, I usually don't make, you know, really good comments about Mark. But I think this game, he 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 earned it. You know, he went through it. He made the right decisions. And he got paid off. So I kind of I have to agree with you because in the match prior, he got pretty fired up. You remember my comment about him throwing the book, you know, his book down. He, he got fired up because he didn't think the guys were lit up. And they weren't playing together cohesively, nor were they playing with that desire that they're going to win every ball. They're going to go after every player. They're going to, you know, it's like if they lose the ball, they're going to go get it right back, you know, as opposed to waiting to see who's going to get it right back. Our guys, this match, wanted it and they wanted to get that ball back right away because they knew, you know, they knew what it is. We need that same thing against Phoenix. I hope that same passion comes back. But Mark was just as animated in this match as he was in the prior match second half when things or first half when things weren't going quite right so he he was about right Jorge about a gnat's eyelash away from getting a yellow card you saw that you saw the fourth official come and talk to him a couple times right because Mark was stalking that sideline like I've never seen him you know yeah so not that he has to do that but I think the team needs that 12th person that's kind of lighting the fire underneath every guy to encourage them to go hard after every ball. And yeah, we're going to get yellows. How many yellows did we get? We got two, they got three. Okay. So yeah, I actually expected more yellows based on his stoppage of play because, you know, total fouls, like you said, Luis earlier, 20 on against us, 22 against San Antonio, which I suppose Elvis expected the battles and he expected brawls. He was able to quickly quell that one, you know, brawl that did break out down at the end by VIP. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's a lot of stoppage of play. You know, we're used to seeing 13 maybe, but this is a lot. This is a total of 42 stoppages. That's a lot. That's a, a lot during a match. That's one every two minutes, if you think about it, sort of. Yeah. And who got the first yellow card on Uncle Ruckus FC side? You <laughs> shall not be named, right? And, and that was really key right there, right? He had to get that yellow card because we know what kind of player he is, right? So it, it was good that Elvis responded. And that, that was one of the good calls, in my opinion. Out of yeah, but, but then he calls. turns around and he does Luis Felipe and he does that finger thing in front of Luis Felipe. One, two, three, oh, like yeah. you did three things, now you're done. And it's kind of like, and I looked and it's like, I don't remember Luis Felipe really getting in on a guy, you know, and that third, and even that third one, according to Elvis, 
I don't th- I didn't think it was that critical. We all watched the replay and we're like, eh, it wasn't that bad. The dude just fell. Anyhow. And the one complaint I have as far as once Mitch got his yellow card, what why did Heart Health Park not pick out some music? Because there's already one song I've got in mind for, for my for my nineties, teens, two thousands adults, Daft Punk. One more time. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. They should have uh, well, uh, I, next time. I can't wait to talk about our goals, and I also can't wait to talk about Emil Cuello. Anyway, oh, okay. I yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> and one of our other favorite players, Danny Trejo. Oh, I can't wait to talk about those two. But let's let's look at our goals and and have this breakdown. Everybody's seen them a million times. Sac Republic did a great job, and so did the players posting the replay videos of all these goals but these goals were top drawer well i would say nick ross's goal was kind of funky because <laughs> it kind of trickled in and you know everybody just watched it just kind of like is it gonna go in you know it was like <laughs> it's so funny yeah so let's talk about the first goal 49th minute we know the first half Zero zero, but I think it was a better first half than the first half that we had against new mexico so there was a slight improvement there but as we know, when the team goes from halftime to second half, coach has those magic words that just transforms the team. <laughs> so, guys, just keep that tie for halftime. Try not to be losing, too, because it looks like coaches uh, got the, the secret formula to, <laughs> to changing squats. But this first goal in the match was uh, courtesy of our top goal scorer, right, Russell Cicerone. But all begun with Dami Biader, who we'll talk about shortly is also be another goal scorer seeing him open giving him the pass giving him the assist and russell pulling a shot that could have been blocked right by the guy that (laughs) ends up like just passing so close to it but thankfully for us it didn't get blocked and he shot it right where the goalkeeper could not get a hand to it right there so russell thank you so much for scoring a goal and especially doing in playoff time this guy isn't just a regular season goal scorer He's also a playoff goal scorer there. And uh, luckily he didn't fall because <laughs> he jumped on that side. And I was like, wait, what's going on? But <laughs> in seeing the replay, I'm like, that was a close one, Russell. But <laughs> just just be careful out there. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think uh, obviously obviously we, we didn't talk about the first half because nothing happened. And I, the one thing that I didn't notice on the first half that I was actually studying is like our strongest size is the right side. And I don't think you can count with one hand the many times Jack Gert touched the ball in the first half because we were just going for some reason on our weak side, weak side, weak side. And I'm glad this 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 goal came, you know, from from Keiko, which is a right hand, you know, right footer. And to be out there, another righty. So we actually using our strong side leg, you know. So I thought it was a good way to set the momentum going. You know, we needed it to strike first. We needed it. We, I mean, I, if this match was going to be very difficult if you get scoring. We're lucky that we score first so we can find our rhythm instead of playing someone else's rhythm. At that point, San Antonio needed to catch up to our ball speed. I love Aldair Sanchez. Don't take me wrong. He's hell of a friend for me. But I just don't know if he was ready for this match in playoffs. So Damian came clutch, you know, and like I say, I, I think I'm going to give credit the whole time to Mark, he pulled the right people. 
he brought the right people to the game. You know, that's interesting. When I first saw the lineup and I saw that Keko was starting in this match, that made me feel so much more relief because Keko, he actually set up Dami, who set up Russell. If you if you look at the how this play started, Keko has such good vision and he, he has such a good swivel on his head. I'm not trying to be favorite, whatever, or anything like that. You know, I love Jared Timmer as well. All the guys, I really, really do enjoy him. I don't think the other team was expecting us to come and slide Keko wherever Keko wanted to go, in a sense. Keko got free reign to be where he needed to be. So by coming on the weak side, coming on our left side, they weren't ready. They, they, San Antonio couldn't adjust their defense quickly enough for us, for what we set up on this goal, and then the goal that Dami scored, and then the goal that Nick scored. They weren't prepared. They were prepared for Jack. You know, they were ready for Jack, which just kind of makes my heart happy. It's like, and now Phoenix has no clue how to play us. If you think about this, if you think about where our goals came from and how the setup went, what's Phoenix going to do about that? And the thing is, is Sack has to come out against Phoenix. We have a score to settle, handball rising. We all remember Asante and this is going to, we've, we've got to come back with a vengeance, you know? So great goal. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, that part there, Sharon, because San Antonio had been us two years ago in playoffs too. So this was our vengeance right there. Now it's time to go after Phoenix who, <laughs> you know, owes us a big time. So get great, great part on the team for uh, doing that. And they have to remember that, you know, he might not be with Phoenix anymore, but we'll never forget that <laughs> that night. And, and Jared is one person that will definitely never forget it being that he was right there. So close to the action. Exactly. I mean, the, the front, the frontest of Rosa uh, on the sidelines and being right there by, by the goalpost. So it, definitely, I've definitely got some uh, interest invested in this sa- Saturday's match. Yeah, and we move on to the 69th minute where we saw a player who uh, has had some goals this season, right? And he appeared here in the playoffs as well. And we're really happy to see him back on the score sheet. That is Nick Ross, the boss, with the most dramatic goal I think I've seen in a long time, right? I don't know about you guys, but when I saw that ball, I was like, it better go. It was so slow that I was hoping that no one would come by and slight tackle that one out. but. He did it. That's all you got to do. Sometimes, you know, those really slow shots is what you need, right? To get the goal. What did you guys think about this? It was like, it was like a baby goal. You know, you almost <laughs> want to say, you know, hit it with a bigger bag. You know, it's like you brought a small bag, too small of a bag, you know, to hit that thing. Hit it with a bigger bag. Of course, I might have said immerse, like a man purse. But he didn't, he didn't have to swing very hard because nobody... Nobody bothered to even jump to go slide tackle that thing out. It was going so slow. So weird. So weird. And and the timing on that goal, very nice. But yeah, when I was watching this in, in real time, I just saw the ball, the ball just, just taking his time. I was yelling, roll, 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 roll. <laughs> and then, then it finally decides to go across the goal line. I mean, my, my, my God, if it took any longer, I was thinking I'd be trying to get a burger over at a championship stadium or San Diego and whatnot. <laughs> when you said roll, 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 maybe your, you know, housemates thought you were trying to, you know, signal that you needed another J or something like that. Who knows? 
<laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> but 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 yes, this was definitely a, a dramatic goal. Just seeing Nick Ross, you know, get open and just just kind of shove the shove the ball on its way with his foot, and eventually decide to go go to its home, but like in that one uh, Adam Sandler movie, "Go into your hole." That's your home. <laughs> well, and Jorge is going to say that one of his besties was the one that very cleverly used fancy feet, which he's known for, and low center of gravity to split the wickets. So, you know, do we want to talk about that, Jorge? I just love Luther's reaction. I don't know if you've seen it. Because <laughs> honestly, for where I, was, where I was sitting at, we were celebrating goal when he kicked the ball. When There's Nick kicked few, it? No, no, when Luther. No, if you rewind all the way back, when he hit the balls, Oh, oh, that's the yeah. third, but that's... No, that's the third. Sorry, sorry. No, no, yeah. Anyways, but this one, yeah, I mean, I, I can't give flowers to Gecko no more, I guess. Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, you know, when you have a list of players that you expect them, you know, you expect that every single time they step on the pitch. And obviously, he's one of those. So I, I think I just like to set expectations. And I, I remember saying this before in this podcast, you know, it's all about expectations. What are we expecting out of the players, you know? We're bringing players in, and we expect them to do their best. So, I mean, I guess great finish by by Ross. You know, everything everything was good. You know, everything was was set up. You know, everything was going our way. So, yeah, good stuff, Keiko. I know you're listening. I already <laughs> gave enough flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute. Was this a rebound off the post, or wait, was this the goal? That- yeah, this was the rebound. It was the rebound off the post. So if oh, you go so, back, Luis. So what was Louis? What was Luther's expression no, no, so, when he hit the post? <laughs> he goes on his knees instead yeah. of like. Yeah. You, you see, look, look, oh, look, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, remember wait. that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then after he scores, he goes back on his knees and prays to God, like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 look, like, oh look, yeah. Look, look, so that's watch. that's when he missed, <laughs> yeah, and he it missed the post. And so like, dude, just... the the ball's still playing. Get out! <laughs> and then watch, watch, watch. And then we're gonna Russell scores. I can help him. And then he, he remembers that he was praying. Oh, let me go back and finish. Oh <laughs> like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Luther! Oh, I, I love it. Oh, I'm sure Luther was talking to the gods. You know that was what it was. That's right, because that one was a rebound. That's right. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah, you know, he, I remember it was going to be a good goal by by Luther and we were all going to be really happy and Sharon, maybe it was going to be like, oh, here they go again with the whole like jingle and all that. But uh, you got you, it was close. But it, it was one of those things where you hit the post and we deserved to score a goal and the guys were on it. You know, they kept going through. I know Luther kind of got lost out of it there for a second, but we still got the goal there. And, and that's, that's what really uh, was great about the whole play there. But one thing I do want to mention for everyone who dislikes, he will shall not be named again, just because I got to mention it again. And the first goal that we mentioned, he's a defender that is late, that is not able to, you know, get to Russell's shot. And this one, who's the player that Keiko basically nutmeg passes? It's that guy. It's that guy too. So 
for all the people who enjoy those plays, for all the people who enjoy seeing him get yellow cards, red cards, and all that, I mean, how sweet is it that it was his fault, <gasps> right, essentially, in both of the first goals in this match? I mean, that, that was the icing on the cake, right? Oh. I mean, that's already great enough to score on them. There you go. That's karma defined, y'all. I'm Defender just saying. Defender of the year 2022. <laughs> we toppled the tree. We brought out the chainsaw because we're, you know, and we nibbled. We nibbled on him. Yeah. That was cool. Save that replay there. Jared, you could even probably do a meme out of it or something, but you guys just save that because that, that was one of the best nutmeg passes ever, and I'm glad that he was the one on the receiving end. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm gonna have to figure out a defensive meme now. Because uh, back in June, when you know, when old boy tried for a shot at, uh, on goal against us, he went way, way wide right. I mean, dude probably kicked it over to Rockland as far as his his attempt. <laughs> Love you, but 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 seeing this now, oh man, might as well start calling him San Andreas Fault because the boy got shook. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So let's go to, this is my favorite. The The goals are been great. I love it. This one is my favorite because I teased Dami after the game about using his right foot only for balance because he dribbled left, dribbled left, shot left outside of the foot. And it's like, what's your right foot do? You know, you were like way pulled off to the right side. You didn't even bother thinking about using your right foot for a shot that you should have been using your right foot for. No, he palms it or outside of the foot, you know, just kind of push past with the outside of the pool. And it's like perfect timing. Here comes, I think I'm trying to remember if it was Mitch or if it was the other defender who came across <laughs> to, to tackle Dami and Dami just Perfect timing, releases the ball absolutely perfectly, you know? And it's kind of like everybody expected Dami to cut inside because that's what Dami does. No, that's what I'll there. No, Dami. Dami will cut inside, but he didn't. He took the ball himself as opposed to waiting for somebody to pass it. This was probably one of the more flawless, I don't know, moments of possession by one player taking it up the field and just everything he had to get this goal. This was the best. So basically what's what's happening is San Antonio asked him what that right foot do. And then Dami said, hold my track seven. I'll show you. He just, <laughs> he just takes right off, blows by the defenders. He's got one, uh, one last one to go. And he just taps it in that uh, past uh, San Antonio's goal, goaltender. So that just cinched it. That pretty much uh, put the now boarding sign for San Antonio to get, get the hell out of here. Now boarding gate three. <laughs> Dami, the number three, scores against San Antonio, who carries somebody with the number three, who wasn't the person who missed the, you know missed tackling him. It was a third T, so it's whatever. You know, can't say enough about this. And I know that Jorge really enjoyed Dami's play, you know, the Spanish connection and all of that other stuff. You mentioned it earlier about having Dami on the field. Yeah, I think that this is something that coaches, you know, especially Mark, you know, he, it, it just kind of, as a coach, it will set the confidence knowing that you have that guy that, you know, not just can start, but can come with the fire. And like he said at the celebration, you know, he is on fire, you know. Uh, he came in clutch, and, and it's exactly this is the moments that, that you need in playoffs. You know, you need these moments, you need these sparks. You know, you need these players that out of nowhere they're gonna just 
you know, because we already know Cicerone, we already know Keiko, we already know Agder. But when you get these players doing these things in playoffs, you know, that just levels the confidence, you know, knowing that anybody can do this, you know. So heads up to Coach Mark for bringing them in. And I know he was, he would start warming up at the first half. I saw him getting up. So I'm glad he was already thinking about it since, since you know, the end of the, the half. So great stuff, you know. Aldair did his job by tiring out the left, their right side, our left, you know, by kind of wearing them down with a lot of running and a lot of what Aldair does. And then when Dami got subbed in, there was no handling. There was no handling of what Dami can do because he'd already, Aldair already tired everybody out on that side. If you think about it, you know, he was running, he was pacey, he was doing all the right things defensively. And then you bring in Dami and it's like, he's just going to put nail in the coffin, which he did. Anyhow, what were you saying, Luis? Yeah, so I think something you guys haven't mentioned yet, but I think it's also a key moment in this play is that Luther, if you guys notice, he does a fake out, right? Like he's about to like get the ball. And that kind of like makes some of the San Antonio defenders feel like, oh, he might be getting the ball, right? How many times have we seen another guy actually get the ball and maybe do a pass? And so they were more focused on Luther more than I think they were focused on Dami. And that was such a smart play on his part. And I'm sure these are things that they already know, right? They already practiced. They, they know what to do there. And it worked out for us. But shout out to Luther for, for doing that. And not just that, but also getting in position for a potential rebound, right? Because we, we know the man can run. And he was right there ready in the event that the goalkeeper would actually get a hand to it. He'd be right there just to pull the shot. So... That was that. That was our uh, third goal. And I know those of you at the stadium, those of you watching on TV, we were like, hey, keep him coming, right? We beat them 3 0, but let's make it a fourth goal. Let's just keep going, <laughs> keep raising uh, the, the scoreboard up to. But unfortunately, that, of course, that didn't happen there. We did see the brawl a few minutes afterwards breakthrough, but thankfully, the guy who started the brawl gets yellow carded. That, that was good. Make sure that anything further uh, happened there and all that but let's move on to the goal that they score on us goal that happened basically at the end of the match right we'd only seen three minutes of additional time added which i gotta say i was quite shocked right how many times do we see three minutes added and i i know it's a three nil match and all that but nowadays referees are instructed you gotta give what you gotta give doesn't matter if it's five nil six nil you gotta just give which is fair right you gotta be doing that it doesn't matter what the scoreline is like but thanks thankfully for us elvis decided just to give three minutes in this match and they get their goal in the 91st minute of play so let's take a look at what happened here so cross gets put through one of our defenders connor donovan tries to clear it out and unfortunately their guy gets it he gets a clean shot there and nothing the Danny could really do. I think it was one of those surprising shots, right? Whenever you have one of those rebound responses, it's it's tough, right? You got to have a really good reflex. And at, at this point, I mean, I don't know. I just think the players were a little more confident. We're, we're in, right? Three minutes extra time, three no up. I mean, unless they score a minute per goal. I mean, unless they score a goal per minute, I, I didn't see that. That's the thing that would happen. But what do you guys think when you saw this here towards the end? I think Danny was what they call sighted. In other words, I don't know that he could see everything quick enough that it was, you know, that it was actually coming back because there were like three Republic players all in a row, you know, trying to close down the the shot. And if you look at the positioning of the guys, 
that it, it kind of, it, I don't think it took a deflection, but it might have. There were players in front of him. Danny couldn't see everything perfectly. You know, and, you know, granted, the keeper is supposed to move so that he can see things, but he also has to protect his goal based on angles and location of the ball, that sort of thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, it just went in, and I don't blame him at all. I mean, come on. It's just, it, this is one of those ones you don't mind having scored, having them score on us because there was nothing in my heart that said that San Antonio could get two more goals in the little bit of time that was left. And then once that goal was scored, I mean, we probably should have given San Antonio maybe some chamomile to use something to calm down all that overexertion of emotion that they were exhibiting after they scored that goal. They did take I mean, chamomile tea. They were catatonic after that goal. Sorry. It's like, it's like, come on, San Antonio, calm down. Calm it down now. You're you're up here. I need y'all down here with, with that emotion. <laughs> they, they had zero emotion on that. You know, they all walked away with their heads down like they got scored against. Yeah. I was like, did, did we score that they score? I mean, we'll gladly take another goal. We'll make it for a nil. When I saw that, I was like, just we're good. Or if they don't care for the goal anymore, then we'll take a clean sheet for Danny, another one. But yeah. Yeah. You know. And if we accidentally deflected that into the goal, then that meant that we did all the work. If that was an accidental deflection, because it might have been off of Connor. Connor. Yeah, it was. I think, yeah, you could. A deflection? Uh, a, yeah. Okay, so a that basically means we did all the work to get all the goals. Didn't matter who scored. <laughs> yeah. Def- deflected technically was scored by Connor. I mean, it's still, of course, the San Antonio goal. It's still counted for the player for San Antonio, but deflected by Connor, right? Because he, he's the one that leaves it there. And then also kind of scored by him because he's the one with the last touch. <laughs> so yeah. there you go, Connor. Two goals, two consecutive games. <laughs> okay, that's not funny, but that's funny. Anyhow. Jorge, uh, so, yeah. anything that Danny uh, could have done different or was he? No, but I feel like, I mean, I guess it's, it's one of those goals that, you know, you might want to watch, you know. I'm sure the guys have to kind of pay attention where, I mean, they got they got done pretty much everything except for assuring zone 14, which is, you know, I mentioned before. He was just there at the right time at the right spot, you know, to get a rebound. And, you know, credit to the guy, you know, he, he kicked it, you know, scored. But you got to think about can't let these situations happen, whether, you know, you're winning this playoff time, you know. I I I, I mean, I'm sure Danny would have loved Danny Vitello hate it you know because that's the last thing he wants to get a score regardless of the score you know so if you look at it from the you know soccer structure you know i mean there's things that we can do to improve and i mean like i said maybe they're 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 like well we're winning anyways you know but still you know you still want to carry that momentum you know you don't want negative talk you know oh, we got score on you know let's just keep it positive you know three zero move on let's keep it going because we're going against danny trejo and I got to tell you, you know, it, he is a player, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to care whether you're 1-0, 2-0, he's going to want to beat you, you know, and the squad that we will talk about it right now. So, Yeah, we will talk about it right now because that game that Phoenix played against Orange County was total balls to the wall. I mean, if it wasn't for a meal, of course, but, but still Danny Trejo every time there was something magic going on with him. The announcers were all about Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo. And it's like, dang, 
you know, the dude is, is for real, which was one of those missed opportunities for us a couple of years ago, you know, with respect, I know Jared talked a lot about Danny Trejo and, and Luis, you did too, you know, when he was available. Yeah. He even have a brief uh, stint with LAFC, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was with Las Vegas, which he was too good of a player to be with the lights, but now he's with the actual competitive side and we're seeing him at his best right now, where, where it matters. Right. So hopefully that's not the case on Saturday, of course, but, uh, but yeah, Phoenix is rising, as I mentioned earlier. And in both playoff games, one thing to know, especially come podcast winter dinner time, which will be coming uh, soon shortly, they've actually taken it to extra time, both games. And no PKs, right? They've just straight up gone to go at extra time. So this is a team that's not afraid to take it to the 120th minute. And not just that, but actually score, right? Not, not park the bus, not wait for a penalty kick shootout, considering that they're playing away. No, they just keep going. And we got to be you know, careful with those teams because those teams don't care. Those teams know that, you know, they, they've gone this far. Maybe a lot of people didn't think they would because, I mean, heck, let's look at, like, how Phoenix Rising closed regular season. Loss against Colorado 2-0. Loss against New Mexico at home 2-1. Tied against yeah. the same Orange County team 1-1. Same score against El Paso. Same score against Indy 11. Their last win in regular season was the 5-0. The against Detroit Republic <laughs> FC <laughs> back in uh, September 16th, right? So that's been quite some time for them. But yet, you know, this was a team that didn't care what form they came in. They kind of defied the odds, right? Because we tend to talk a lot about what form is a team in and all that. But hey, playoff time, it's a different time. And they're clearly showing it here uh, with what we've been seeing with their recent results. And, and not just that, but just to add more ingredients to the mix, Two former Republic players have been involved in the game-winning goal in these two games, right? Over against San Diego, it was uh, Darek Formella. We know him. Jared and I know him very well. We, we know exactly what he told us back when he was at Oakland when he played against Phoenix this season. And we know the kind of player he is on the pitch too, right? Not just, you know, ability-wise, but, you know, just the loud mouth he can be there. And then also Emil Cuello, who we saw earlier, right? We saw last year. Unfortunately, didn't get that much playing time, but it looks like he's starting to shine where it matters, right? Because regular season, we didn't really see much of him, but hey, it was thanks to him that they got the win yesterday against Orange County. So another guy to watch out, just two two Republic guys that are out there trying to uh, get Phoenix back to the USL Cup final. And, you know, it's up to us to stop these guys because uh, there's a reason that they left the team and we need to show it on the pitch, right? <laughs> Well, we do have history on our side here because I, I was uh, advised either through Reddit or or Discord that the past four Western Conference uh, finals have been won by the hosts. And, of course, we know where the game's going to be happening this coming Saturday. So that's definitely something to bear in mind. And also the last game we played against them at Heart Health Park, which was this past July. That was the game that we won 4-0. And then five minutes afterwards, Phoenix gets uh, blessed with a badly needed monsoon. So I'm hoping for a repeat of that. So yes, of the 4-0 uh, win, although I don't think that's going to be my official prediction. But either way, we would love a win in Sacramento and some heavy rainstorms here in Maricopa County. So that is definitely a win-win. So let's cross our fingers for that. Earlier in your paragraph of speaking, you said the word bear in mind, and I 
capitalize on the word bear because there's a meme floating around of a bear overlooking the valley where you live. Yep. Mm -hmm. And looking at it like this is mine. It's mine. This land is my land here. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let them borrow our pitch, but they're not going to take it here in Sacramento. Yeah, because Phoenix has been on a a terror march uh, throughout uh, California. Of course, uh, giving San Diego's uh, final game ever into a loss by uh, by uh, Dark Formella, and then just yesterday in extra time again, stopping Orange County. Which me personally, I was kind of glad that Orange County had lost because had we had they won, that would have been a bigger challenge compared to to Phoenix because. We, We've obviously beaten Phoenix at home. Orange County, we never have a, a good time with them. I mean, very, very rarely that we get something more than a tie. So the invasion stops here. Yeah, that, that's that's what we're hoping there for that. And also be on the lookout because we might get some people from Phoenix coming down to the game. Away fans. I don't know if you've heard anything, Jared, if Bandidos are going to make an appearance. But let's not be surprised, right? It's a, a final. I know it's not the main, main final, but still... It is a final indeed. Well, it's going to be the closest that they'll be able to see them because if for some reason, if Phoenix does win, they're going to have to go out east to to play the Eastern Conference champion. So I don't know if they're going to be able to make that big of a travel going east after having just gone to San Diego, to Irvine, and then potentially Sacramento. Although, you know, with Southwest, there's direct flights from Sky Harbor to uh, Sac International. So who knows? Yeah, who knows what happened there. But y'all, game is this Saturday, November 4th. Now 7 p.m. start time, 30 minutes before uh, Friday start time there. So get your tickets because they are selling now. I just got mine yesterday because yesterday is when everyone got the chance to actually get their uh, tickets uh, for sale. But y'all, there's not that many seats left. In fact, most of the seats that are uh, left that I've seen are the endline seats. So you want to get those like... Middle section seats, wherever that might be, go get them. They did go up in price, but hey, it's a final, y'all. I know, I know, you know, it's it's going to cost a little bit more, but you can't deny how priceless it'll be if they win the championship here because it might not be the USL Cup final quite yet, but there is silverware to be gained. That's one thing everyone should know. There is, they actually do hand out a Western Conference title, and I'm sure they'd have like, confetti or something right because they they do those ceremonies as well so uh you could at least witness that right we don't know what what happens after or what but they win you'll be able to to see that post game so uh so get those tickets quick because they are gonna they're gonna go out they're gonna sell out for sure but with that being said let's go ahead and go to our podcast winner dinner contest which in this last playoff game Favored really well for myself, but we all did get points still. So Sharon and I guessed Russell was being the first goal scorer. We got our two points for that. We also guessed that no PKs. I mean, sorry. We also guessed that no extra time. That's what all three of us guessed. So each of us got an additional two points there. And I was the only one that had a feeling that Sack would be getting the first yellow card. And and we did, which is maybe to no surprise sometimes. <laughs> so I got six points, Sharon gets four points, and Jared gets two points. So in looking or And I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy that Luis is nipping on my heels or if not already on my heel. 
Yeah, so Sharon is still leading the way with 35 points. I'm in second place now with 33 points. And Jared, with the additional two points, is at 24 points there. But there is a major but here, though, because as I keep saying it every single time, the assist leader, Jared and Sharon guess Keko. I guess Jack, guess who just got an assist this past game? Well, Keko did. So Keko is now three assists above Jack in terms of total. So now they're not too differential. So unless Jack manages to pull an assist or two assists in this next game, and then we move on to the following game and he gets a breakout game <laughs> where he gets two assists as well, it's looking like it'll be Keko, which I'm wanting to have some faith in Jack, but that's a lot of assists to go through. <laughs> so if that does happen, Sharon and Jared would be getting an additional five points and that would place Jared a little bit closer there to Sharon and in the event that they don't guess the same predictions, which hopefully they don't, that way things get a little more interesting, Jared could have a shot too as well. So just saying, Jared, uh, you're going to be much closer there and Sharon's going to have a higher lead. Um, I'm not so. going to jinx this thing by thinking of where that dinner needs to be, but beginning to get juiced up with respect to the food situation, because, you know, we always turn the podcast into food. So Jorge will have to put our head together as to, you know, if it's... Japanese or, you know, even better, fancier, you know, whatever. We'll figure this one out. Yeah. And the trophies, the trophies back there. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to let it go, but I guess, I guess well, I got, got the Sharpie ready in case I need to. Hey, I could uh, totally I suck. I could totally suck on this last <laughs> prediction because I think I have to go first. Right. Actually, let's have Jared go first too, since he okay. usually doesn't write down his prediction. <laughs> well, I'm go first, and then and then I'll go next. Actually, Sharon, I think you've been going okay. usually second, so okay. um, we'll do that. But have it written down, though. I have mine written down. Mine's written down. All right. So this is definitely going to be a very close match, knowing this rivalry. But I am going to say two-one Republic. Which, by the way, a quick uh, another quick glass of gratitude. Thank you to one of our listeners, Jessica, because it is her birthday that, that weekend. So we know what happens when it comes to birthdays and Republic FC matches. So thank you, Jessica, for being born on that day. Anyways, continuing on, I am going to say as far as goal score, I'm going to go with uh, Russell for my first choice. And if for some reason, if he does not score or does not see the pitch, or et cetera, et cetera, I am going to go with. I think here it's going to be a, a broken record, but I'm going to say Luther for, for my second choice. First yellow is going to be on Phoenix. I'm going to say yes on the extra time, but no on the PKs. Okay. Interesting. All right. So for my prediction, I'm going to go with a 3-2 Sac Republic win. First goal scorer, Russell. If he doesn't see the pitch, then Gecko gets the goal. First yellow card also goes to Phoenix. I say no to extra time and no to PKs. Sharon. Sharon has a score of 3-1. We're close, Luis, because I have faith in my guys. And I have Danny Trejo scoring the first goal. Just kidding. <laughs> He's playing for the public now? Maybe next season. I'm just saying. Yeah, all right. You know, I think it's unanimous. It's it's Russell, and then I have my backup as, as Keko, and I really did say that. But I really, in my heart of hearts, Jorge, I wanted to say Keko's going to score the first goal with Dami if Keko doesn't see the pitch. But I know you're you're dying over there that, you know, we didn't pick Keko for the first goal score. But I mean, 
I mean, Russell's been our guy for so many matches, so whatever. I have Sacramento getting the first yellow because I have a feeling we're going to misbehave, and I think the referee is going to be overzealous against us just because they know this is one of those kind of matches. No extra time, and if there is extra time, no PKs. I think that's it. Okay. Oh, we yeah. got one more. Oh, Jorge. It just makes this up right now. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. And I'm going to throw an extra sauce. So it's going to be 2-0, Sac Republic. First goal by Keiko on the first half. And the second half is going to be Luis Felipe. Make sure you, well, you write it down. But I'm, that's my extra right there. Yep. Uh, we, we'll get the first yellow car. I'm with and you obviously, Obviously, yeah. no, no, no extra time, no PKs. It's going to be a hard match. I know for sure. It's going to be hard. Yeah, hard. yeah, yeah most definitely. Danny, Dre- Danny Trejo is a real deal. Yeah, they're going to have to make sure that uh, they're properly marking him and don't get many opportunities. And, of course, the other former Sac Republic guys, right? I mean, Emil, Darik, whoever plays, right? Oh, Just make sure. Dark was so good in the match against Orange County. He set up a lot of stuff. Even though he didn't score, you know, or, you know, he wasn't, he was very critical in how they set up because he's got a soccer brain. I mean, he played since he was, what, three? So he's got that kind of mentality that we see with Keko and Dami and, you know, Roro, the, you know, those kind of guys. They have a different way of looking at the game simply because they've been playing for so long. Anyhow, we're mm-hmm. almost at the point where, where Jared's got to go catch catch a, an event this sounds like fun for him the rest of us are just going to have a regular sunday afternoon <laughs> almost here right in, in a few minutes there but yeah yeah it's going to be an interesting uh, game we'll see what what ends up happening here for us but you know like i said we got to watch out for these former republic players because we know they have this like just like just big wish to like do us harm Right, we know that they have their things. Jared and I experienced it with Darek too, and we don't really know what happened behind closed doors. But they have that extra motivation, and you got to watch out with those players that have that extra hunger—not just to score, but to score against their former team because they may have left on a sour note. Right, so just saying, watch out. <laughs> All right, well, good luck to everyone. We'll we'll see what what ends up happening. But thankfully, Sharon and Jared have. Some of the differences there, I mean, they guessed wrestle first goal score and no PKs, but uh, there are some differences there that, that could be game changers there, especially with uh, the backup goal scorer and then the yellow card and score. So Russell doesn't play, then things could uh, open up in, in terms of points there. So yeah. I have one last clause of gratitude, and that is I've got to praise John for his lack of sleep, John Crawford. Because <laughs> the poor dude, after staying out with us at Rock and Brews, he got up blazes early to watch Huddersfield Town lose. They they ended up losing. And so he turned it off after the third goal. I think he went back to sleep. But, you know, just to thank him for always keeping in mind and, and letting us know in the chat on Facebook Messenger, you know, what's going on with, with Huddersfield Town. And we're looking forward to seeing him in on the podcast more as you know, after our, you know, we're in off season down the road, but right now the focus is Sacramento Republic. Go sack. Yeah. And hopefully they stay away from those dangerous positions. They're so close there to the relegation zone, right? Just yeah, one, is so one team away. So uh, hopefully things change their way. Hopefully uh, once Sac Republic is 
beyond playoffs, they can actually do better. <laughs> now that we will be more focused right on, on what they have going on there. Great. Well, any last final parting words, starting with you, Jorge, before we say goodnight to all of our listeners and see you Saturday? I just wanted to, like I say, thank you three. You know, you guys are amazing. You know, I enjoyed my time here. I got to say that you guys have done this amazing time. I hope I can see you guys uh, the next Elite Soccer Camp. Bring stickers. And yeah, like I say, thank you so much. And hopefully, you know, I know I know we're going to be celebrating after Saturday. You know, I, I, I don't believe in if. I believe after or when. When we win, after we win. No if. Love it. That's that's so cool, Jorge. And thank you so much again for joining us today. You bring a, an interesting perspective, especially for the Zone 14 perspective. I think that's that's real valuable because that is that is a little bit of our Achilles heel sometimes, is that that little spot. But I, I have a feeling our guys are gonna, you know, sort that out and they're gonna come back with passion and energy for the match coming up this weekend and and uh, go Republic. And for those of our listeners that are positioned in the state of Arizona, be sure to watch the match on AZ Family Sports. They have channels here in Phoenix, Flagstaff, Tucson, and Yuma. Uh, You can also watch through the AZ Family app if you're physically located in Arizona. Otherwise, you can use a VPN. Or you could also do ESPN Plus, and I'm still looking for any watch party that is being held here in Maricopa County because you know I'm going to go for a full kit for that match and go Republic. Yeah, and as we've been saying, should we advance, Jared? We got to find a way to make sure you're in SAC in, in two weeks because uh, there's no way you, you can miss a cup final. You traveled all the way to Orlando for the Open Cup final. You can't miss this one. <laughs> I may I may have a couple options at the ready and and possibly cheaper than, than airlines. So we we just need a Republic to do their part, and then you know I'll uh, finagle some way to get over there. Nice, we're glad to hear that. For me, mentioned it earlier, right? This Saturday's the match, y'all. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again. Don't wait last minute. Just go and buy them already. Just uh, don't expect them to be on resale as much because it is a final game and there is no Kings game going on as well. So uh, I'm just saying there. And also one more shout out to everyone who went to the game on Friday who decided it might be the Kings opening match, which sadly they lost, of course. But uh, they decided, you know what? I'm gonna go over here. It's a playoff game. It's more important than watching just a regular home opener match. So shout out to everyone who uh, filled up the stadium and chose Republic over Kings in this particular case right here. (laughs) But have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Saturday if you go to the game. And as always here, thank you so much for your support and for listening to Stay of the Republic podcast. Have a great night. Cue the music. Now, I think a a really great thing in this play is also... Oh. Oh, I think we had a delay there too. You said something, Sharon, and then I didn't see you like talking. <laughs>